You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. For any personal trainer, any coach listening, you know your most successful client? You know when they started with you? Create a course for that person. Not the person they are now. Create a course for that person and what you've done with them for, and for the last six months. In reality, everything works. You know, just, if my giant potential is better than yours, we could do the exact same program, I'll get miles bigger. So everyone thinks mm-hmm. what I do works. I could love drop sets and supersets. Um, but really, if I didn't do them, I'd probably grow just as much. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, if someone with a big enough following, with a big enough fucking set of arms that puts out a program with that much following, it's kind of like, I'll do it. And have this luxury. Although I just like try hack the in my own way. You can, anyone can swipe up to an IGTV video. So I think IGTV videos like to links. Cause it, so if you make an IGTV for example, you can put a link in, so for example, I have an IGTV for my, my email list, right? Yep. So I have that there. If they if you click the uh, the arrow top left, you put a link there. Yep. And that link will have people sign on to my email list. Yeah. So if I go to my store, I'm like, oh, swipe up in the story. It'll bring you to the IGTV. And in that, I'll be like, yo, click the button there and you can subscribe to my emails and let people do it. Mm. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Welcome to the Ricky Long Podcast, this one with Dan Rice again. Now, this introduction, I'm actually recording this in my favourite coffee shop, Good Brew in Gurk, so I will use the edit to try and like eliminate some of the background noise, but with a few tests I've done so far, I can't really do much about the noise. I'm just in the interest of being efficient. I'm recording the podcast now, and I'm putting this podcast out on Friday, the 17th of September. Podcast with Dan. Dan's been on the podcast plenty of times before. If you're a personal trainer, you're going to value out of this podcast. If you go to the gym and aren't getting results, you will get value from this podcast. If you're a Man United fan, you will get value from this podcast. If you use Instagram in any way for business or social media for that matter, you will get value from this podcast. Please listen. Please enjoy. <laughs> right, on Monday, the 20th of September, Lindsay and I are launching our first ever Project Me Bootcamp. Now, the Project Me Bootcamp is free, and we really, really want to get as many people onto this as can. We do have a limit of 50 people. We're currently sitting at 43 the last time I looked, maybe 44 now. Um, I know a few more come on overnight. So, what's a Project Me Bootcamp about? We are going to take you through Zoom conversations five days a week so at three o'clock every day for that week we're going to jump on the zoom with you and we're going to take you through the project me coaching model to leave you feeling really really positive and strong about your mind body and business secondly there's going to be daily challenges for you to do individually so we're going to give you a daily task to do to everyone and you're going to set your own daily task through so on day one it's going to be all about the daily challenge and how you can work on your physical fuel and your mental to give you incredible focus for each day. On day two, you're going to learn the Project Me Coach model and how you can steal elements for your own personal and professional development. Day three, you're going to learn how to prioritize yourself and what you need to do on each day and week to remain on track and prevent distraction and overwhelm. Day four, the big picture around the foundations you're already setting in motion and learn how you continue to use the Project Me Bootcamp to give you a better quality of life. And at day five, you're going to learn what to do on those times when you're just things are just not going well and you become self-aware enough to fix it for yourself, improve it for yourself and do more of the things that just make you happy. The link for the Project Me, if you want to read more information, is in the show notes, as is 
Dan's Instagram handle, as is the Project Me website itself. So I look forward to welcoming you, hopefully, onto the Project Me bootcamp. Also, I look forward to hearing what you think of this podcast with Dan Reese. Catch you soon. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Ah, got it. You got it? You there? Hello? Hello, I'm here. You're her? I'm her. What's crack? Well, I'm Dan, but I'm also her, so. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just uh, broke off in the last like, minute or so. It's my, it's my ring. My ring's broke. Is your ring like Velcro onto your wall? Yes. I like it. It's very, what's the Broken. word? Broken, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, your, like, is your like light in that room completely off by the ring light? Yeah. I like it. Very like. Um, because like o- it. otherwise it, it's because it's like one of those fluorescent LED bulbs. It, it feels quite clinical. It feels like I'm in a chemist. I like it. What's crack? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, welcome to episode 190-ish of the Ricky Long podcast. Doesn't really matter what number one. I'm no, really happy to number, be. Is that the number of podcasts with me, or just in general? Uh, no, I think I think you've only done about 180 podcasts with us. Ah, fair, fair. That's that's, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> How many podcasts are you on? Uh, as in my as in my actual podcast itself. Yeah, it's a very good question. Um, I should know this, shouldn't I? Well, I don't know mine, so I can't I sit wanna, here and say yes. I want to say 84. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm on 80. Ah, 83 was my last one. 84 will be the next one. Well, funny that's how it works that's how it works <laughs> Matt <laughs> what's your most downloaded episode do you know yeah I don't want Larry Doyle like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. um, that was the most downloads mm. I think mine's the one that I did with Rachel and then the solo episode with the most downloads is because I like to compare uh, the solo one is the one I did on the handjob diet but I think that's mainly because you know when it's listed on Spotify or iTunes, it's the hand job dot 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 diet. So depending on what type of screen you're looking on, you don't actually see the word diet, so it just looks like the hand job. It could just be Ricky's favorite hand job, Ricky's worst hand job. Yeah, five five best tips on hand jobs. That's what it could be. They're the follow up episodes. Um, and in reality, it was a diet, so it's kind of like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did have some stuff we are going to chat about, which uh, I walked up to you, and now has left my screen. What are we talking about? I've got it, though. I've got it. Skateboarding. Okay. You got a skateboard again? I got a skateboard. So, I don't have one again. I never had one. I got one, though, because... So, I was... My friend Elliot, he's in the Army. He came back two weeks ago now, last weekend, last weekend he came back and um, he has a skateboard, been for a skateboard, uh, went to the pier, he brought the skateboard, I was like, guess a whirl on that, hopped on, I was like, you know what, this is a bit of crack, so I bought one, um, I was like, I want this, went down last night, well, backstory, I injured my ankle quite badly uh, over the weekend, uh, yeah, it's very black now, I couldn't walk in it two days ago, I thought it was broken two days ago. But mm-hmm. I decided to take the skateboard out for a ride last night on the pier. Um, and I woke up this morning and my foot is even more black and even more purple and even more swollen and a little more sore. So probably wasn't the best shout. But yeah, skateboarding beats walking. 
it's so much better. So you are a 23-ish old man and you're skateboarding for the first time ever? Oh, yeah. It was great because I, uh, I ran into an old client in the gym last night, actually. I was walking so like I'm, listen, uh, in like a large, flat surface space. I could skateboard. Put me on a busy path, not so much. So I kind of was holding the board under my arm, walking the pier. So I was on the pier, and then I was going to go. But as I got on the pier, an old client of mine from the gym was walking off. I was like, oh, my God, hey, what's going on? He goes, are you skateboarding now? And I was like, yes, I am. He goes, is the thing? I was like, no, it's my first time. He was like, no shin pads or anything. I was like, God, no, that's just fucking awful. And uh, I hopped on, and my first little push, I fell off. It was great. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, skateboarding's not so. I, I could do rollerblades when I was a kid, but I could, like, I, I never quite remember this. I could always, I could always turn left. I couldn't turn right. And I could go quite fast in a straight line. Um, and I could only stop using a wall or a curb or something, which, you know, came at a certain amount of risk. Yeah, it, it has been a risky game. It's like, it's like I'm only going to drive my car, but I'm going to stop when my car slows down. It's a... Not the great time, but yeah, with the skateboard. So yeah, how you stop with the skateboard is you have one foot on the board and your other foot on the ground and you kind of apply pressure, so it kind of slows down. Number one, my ankle's fucked, so I can't really do that. But number two, like I don't have the balance yet because like when you're on the board, it's a very responsive board. So you lean a little bit to the right, it also turns right and left. So when one foot's on it, you're kind of wiggling mm. around a little bit. So you need to find like good base to then get the other foot off the board, slow down, stop. So I was like, right, I'll just not, oh, I'll go fast, but like I'll just make sure that I'm not going too fast for I can slow down if I need to or jump off. But uh, I had one fall yesterday. That was it. The rest was quite smooth. So uh, I feel like the goal now is, so where I live now, I'm up a hill and then a little bit across from where I swim. So the goal now is by 2022 to be able to skateboard down to the sea, swim, skateboard back up and not fall down and, sh- and stop myself. That's that's the big like business goals, training goals. Nah, skateboard goals is now the big thing. Like, you know when you're planning goals, like, like personal goals, business goals, training goals. There's now skateboard goals, and that's like top of my priority list right now. See everything you just said there. I don't do any of that. I really should no. do some of that. Maybe I could do that later. Ah, it's, it's overrated. Yeah. You use it so you can take a picture of it and like blur it. So the reason you do it is so. Instagram at the start of on Instagram, you take a story, you take a photo, but yeah. you take a you take a picture, but you you get the whole page in the picture, but you like blur out or like scribble over the actual goals themselves. But where it says personal goals, business goals, make sure business goals in there as well. You leave those two headings on show, but cover everything else up so people know you're on the hashtag grind. You're setting big goals. Mm. That that year is your year. Um, you're gonna you know become James Smith times two from the PT point of view. You're gonna make money. You're gonna do this and do that. That's the really only reason you do it. Um, you don't set goals to actually have goals. You set goals just to let everyone know that you set goals. Does that kind of make sense? It does. Yeah. It does. Here, did you get my email today? Um, I did, about not liking emails. Oh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm so against emails right now. And email did marketing you, is killing did me. You, did you listen? Did you, did you watch the things I sent you? Did you reply to my email today? Uh, no, I didn't. Where are you? I was going to say, I haven't um, been back in the email box. I have a real, real love-hate relationship with emails for 99% of the time. I hate them. See, I'm I'm a bit of both. When I get stuck into writing one, I love it. When I'm stuck, though, I'm like, oh, I couldn't be arsed. Because when I actually yeah. start writing, it's like when I'm two sentences into an email, I'm really like pumped about it. I'm like, ooh, this is good. 
Um, but yeah, the things I said, the video things I sent you. What? Um, I sent. I think it was over. I think it was over WhatsApp. I don't think I emailed it. I think I WhatsApp. When did you send them? Did you send them today? No, no. I, it was the thing I sent you a while ago. I'm pretty sure I sent oh, you. Oh anyway. yes, yes. There the, we go. I've retort stuff. Yeah, there we go. We can't say the name because I didn't actually pay for the thing. A friend of mine. Yeah, friend. got them. There we go. But They're I, very good. Yeah, but you know what it is. It's what what annoys me is we get over two hundred. I think it's two hundred and fifty emails a day. That's how many emails the average person gets. The average yeah. adult gets, and these are just the ones that like on aren't filtered at source from the bots. You know, and a lot of your 250 that you get still go in your spam bots, and they're all pretty much the same. You know, and, and I guess it's obviously um, who you subscribe to and who you, you know, what your shopping habits are. But it's either offers from reputable companies like Halfords, um, Wiggle, Les Mills, Reebok, Nike, whatever it might be, fur. And then you get, you know, the, the, pe- the people like us. And it's just like, some course, some program, some content, and it's by now. Deal runs out on Tuesday. You're one of the first five to get the email. Offer ends in a seven. If you buy now, you'll get a bonus. And then there's emotional drowning in it. So it'll present someone. Um, he, like here, Dan. Here's my mate. Uh, here's my mate Steve, and he's trying to swim in under. At 200 meters in under three minutes and right now you can only do it at three minutes and five seconds and the effect this is having on steve's life is he can't sleep it's affecting his work he's in trouble with his boss and it's affecting his relationship at home with his wife and his kids um and he's what he's actually doing he's actually contemplating suicide but because he worked with me and because he did my course he can now swim in two minutes 59 his wife loves him. His extra space has made him really, really good in bed and really, really fit to run around and play with his kids. And by the way, Dan, what you didn't know about Steve, Steve's boss is actually a swimmer. And now Steve and his boss can now connect in this. But listen, before, before I tell you about my product, let's hear from Steve himself. Then there'll be a video of Steve talking about how good this product was and this coaching program and what a difference it's made to his life. Um, so right, Dan, we're, we're back now. Um, I'm, ju- I'm just curious, you subscribe to this email, like how much of a difference would it make to you if you could swim 200 metres in under three minutes? It would change my life. Well, listen, I've got the very, very thing for you because it is... <laughs> it is 17 minutes past three now at 18 minutes past three this deal expires yeah it's normally two thousand pounds but today it's 47 dollars so it's even less but it expires in one minute there's the link and then, then you got all the arrows pointing down towards it and i'm just like oh they're all like i just i feel sorry for how do you feel sorry for I just feel sad that emails have become not fun. Yeah. Would you not just take some time away from it and be like, yeah, let's just stop emails for a month and then come back and be like, eh, maybe it's been more fun. Yeah, but it's not going to cheat. It's one of those things, kind of like, if you're kind of not enjoying it, you probably won't put as much into it and there'll probably be not as good emails. I'm, like I'm, I'm the worst person in the world to respond to emails. I, I just hate emails. Like, uh, one of the best things I did was I can't get emails on my phone anymore. On your what? On the phone. 
Well, that's good. Yeah. Can't get them. Can you... I think you can do this. I'm pretty sure, like, on MailChimp, for example, or other providers, I'm pretty sure you can, like, put a button in that takes them to WhatsApp so they actually message you instead. I, I think that could be a thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have to look into it a little bit. But I'm pretty sure you can, as in, like, with a button, you can, like, go to, like, a web address or this or that. I'm pretty sure you can, like, put a number in so it goes to WhatsApp. I could be wrong. Um, Tim, Tim Ferriss talks about it in the four-hour work week. It's about how set an autoresponder up for your emails. Yeah. And it's so it's every email you get, you will automatically reply back and said, I only respond to emails between the hours of 10 and 11 and yeah. five and six every day. So do that for a month and then eliminate one of them. Yeah. So eliminate either the evening slot or the morning slot and keep doing this until you're down to once a week. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. And you like, um, he talks, he talks about work meetings as well. It's a, you know, obviously a lot about business and that is when you go into a meeting. Now, I've done this. I did this with uh, the manager of, you know, that <laughs> five-star health club that in the UK and Ireland that does tennis and have pools indoor and outdoor. Um, yes. Nodding his head. Um, so I had a meeting with their general manager a while ago and walked into the meeting i just let it out i said right dan the objective and what i want to get out of this meeting is x y and z how are you what are your objectives so you just start the meeting with that rather than the small talk oh dan, how was your travel down yeah when you up done much at the weekend how's your day yeah what teams you sport yeah okay you want coffee no i want to get to the meeting basics you want football actually yeah, what about Ronaldo? Obviously, uh, you're probably too young to remember when Ronaldo played for Man United the first I, time. I don't know. I, was, I remember Ronaldo. He left in what, 2009, wasn't it? So I was what? 11. Yeah. 11, I was when he left. Holy shit. Um, I know. I was like, I was, I was still watching. I was supporting football like back then. I, I wouldn't like be like, oh, I remember Ronaldo in his prime because I was like four when he joined. Or something a, like that, you know? There's a but, brilliant Homer Simpson meme going around about you. Or people like, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking Simpson page, like, Simpsons fans gurak, look at this cunt Dan race. <laughs> Made it. Homer Simpson, oh. Ronaldo. I'm on Twitter. On Twitter. Photos. I'll find it and send it to you. Well, I'll find it. I'll need to take my time to find it. But it is, it's very funny. Yeah, he signed again. How did you hear the news? How did I hear the news? Yeah, I was I was in I was actually in Rory's house actually funnily enough myself and Cara went over he was like painting his fences in his back garden and we were helping him slot the fences back into the because there's the fence between him and his neighbor's house and we were slotting the fences back in so it's quite hard for two people to do so the three of us came over and we were chatting about Ronaldo going to Man City and I opened up Instagram and I saw United post welcome home Cristiano I was like oh never mind so he's going back because <laughs> we were there I was like oh, this cunt goes to City you fucking uproar this and that and I saw that I was like oh you know what never mind but um oh it's cool though it, it like it I know obviously we're one match in it's stand, it's classic and I've been all like, oh, we're gonna win this, we're gonna win that, because we had one great game. But like it, it no, I I feel like he's like as well as just being a very good player in himself, he's a very influential person himself. And I feel mm. like the likes of Greenwood and the young like Sancho Rashford Greenwood and just not even just the young players, but everyone on the team will kind of like play with him, kind of recognize it's kind of like, okay, like 
this guy knows Dominic. He's very much a leader kind of person. Yeah, I think that'll yeah. reflect a lot. Like United are a very immature team. Like when Paul Pogba is your best, well, on paper, your best player, and he is like not very into it. It's kind of like, I feel like people like Ronaldo will kind of force him to want, because like at the end of the day, it's kind of like, mm. they can be great all they want, but if, unless they want to step up, they won't, they won't do it. So when they have someone like Ronaldo there who will kind of make you want to be class and make you want to be better. Yeah, yeah. I feel like as a team, like the likes of Fernandez, as good as he is, he will get fucking better. Greenwood, like Rashford, everyone up front will benefit from him, you know, and just everyone else kind of having that same mindset, like having him or kind of around. Like at the end of the day, he's what, 34, 35 now. He's a two-year contract with us. Like, like with the, with an option to extend. Like, yeah, okay, I can see him extending. He's a bit of a, he's a bit of a madness, but he's a player who you know one season could like age could catch up to him. You never know. Like with him and Messi, like yeah. they're all both coming towards the end of their careers. But like from the playing side of things, like he'll have a massive effect on us in the next two years. Being prem- like even like that for example, his first game back, he controlled the game, scored two, fucking like you know made everyone else seem fucking class. You know, and like everyone else seemed to be playing a lot better as things went on. But it's kind of like as well as being a phenomenal player in himself. He's gonna have that influence on everyone else, which is kind of like, which is very much what we need at this point in time because we just don't have that at all, you know. Did you hear the ice cream story or the dessert story? From the yeah, weekend? yeah. Is it Lee Grant? Is there? Yeah, Lee Grant. Yeah, so he's the like after third, the, fourth choice goalkeeper. Was it after the match or after one thing? The hotel when they had dinner, is after have a dessert like a brownie or this or that, where mm-hmm. everyone had gone for it. Ronaldo said no, and everyone else was like. Nah, I'm okay. Cause like, yeah. that's but that's what I mean. It's like, you know, listen. At the end of the day, if you want to fucking, it's that influence. If you listen, if you want to have a bit of ke- fucking cake, fucking crack on. It'll do nothing to you. But it's kind of mm. like the fact that something small as that has influenced the likes of like people like Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandez, like big names like David, like big names in the game. Varane. It's kind of like, okay, like that's something small. But like, take something small as ice cream. That's that's grand. But like something bigger, like how you playing your ethic on the pitch. If they if it can have that same carryover to their kind of work ethic, which I think it probably will be, because it's it's generally quite a young team the United team is right now. Like that's going to do nothing but like, especially when he leaves United and retires or whatever like that. That's going to carry on after that. He's, and like he's rewritten the rule book a couple of times. I've I've just written down a couple of points here. My my two favorite Ronaldo stories. Um, so his body weight. Mm. So since the age of thirty, he has started each season between a kilo and uh, two kilos lighter than the last season. So he starts the season lighter on purpose so as he yeah. can stay fast, agile, and that because that's what he believes. Yeah. Now, whether or not it's 100% true, I don't know, but there's some mm. merit to it if you're... He's, he's actually 36 now, so if he's essentially six kilos lighter now than he was when he was 30, he's going to be benefiting from that because most 36-year-olds will not be six kilos lighter than they yeah. were when they were 30. Fuck. He's actually, yeah, so. it's actually, it's mad to think that he's four years away from being 40 and he's still one of the best players going. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. It really shouldn't, but it does. They're talking, about, they're talking about him. He, oh, for who's, who's the American footballer? You do American football. Brady? I'm ready. Yeah, so Ronaldo is like the football version of Brady yeah yeah and, and Zlatan as well the only difference between Ronaldo and, and Zlatan is Ronaldo's just better so you Levels. could yeah. yeah you could give it but yeah he is the so I've got the the other story about Ronaldo when he first moved to Man United when you were when you were what four eleven you said two two three yeah yeah so unrelated I remember when Ronaldo signed for Man United I was reading a Sun newspaper in Magaluf 
nice. which I paid about three euros for. It was my first lad's holiday. I remember opening the paper and like obviously Beckham had left and would yeah. signed Ronaldo. Um, so that was my first, and it was roaring a really, really dodgy jumper. But anyway, that's unrelated. I, I, I know the jumper. It's phenomenal. So see, when he first arrived, he was in a house in, by then, is that the cat? Yeah, yeah, the door. Is that Moses? There you go. What's the cat? Yeah. Yeah. I got this little throw off my bed, and like, he just lives in it now. It's great. So they moved him into a house in a cul-de-sac, and a few of the other players were there, including Darren Fletcher and yeah. Rio Ferdinand. So they're in this cul-de-sac of houses. Probably not your regular size houses, but you get what I mean. And a couple of weeks, a couple of months went by, and the other players started to notice that all these cars were driving into Cristiano Ronaldo's house at random times, and he moved his mum over as well, which yeah. was just a little bit weird in their eyes because yeah. he moved his mum over as well, and she lived in the same house as him rather than another house. And all these cars started to move, and the people getting out of the car were quite well-dressed in very good shape, looked after themselves, men, young men, some were older men, and some were very old men, and there, w- there wasn't WhatsApp at the time, can you believe that, there wasn't a WhatsApp conversation at the time, but there w- <laughs> all the players started chatting amongst each other, thinking, right, what, what's going on at Cristiano's house, like, is, is, he, is he gay, is he having like gay parties, is he having orgies, because yeah. um, like, we're going to need to, talk to him about this like like you know and like if he needs to come out and be the first gay footballer that's okay because he, yeah. he remember he got braces as well so he yeah. started to really look after himself that way um and so Rio Ferdinand and um, he's told this story was a nominated player to go to Cristiano and just basically say yo what's a crack we're here for you yeah um, and it turned out all these people coming in out of the house were his masseur, his personal masseur, his personal trainer, his chef, his sleep sleep therapist, his psychotherapist. This is an eighteen-year-old. Yeah. Like what eighteen-year-old thinks like that? Yeah, that's what he was spending all his money on. And it's in Alex, a version of Alex Ferguson's book, where ninety percent of Cristiano Ronaldo's wages was being spent on, like for the first few months, on his house, on his therapist, on his training, and all that. And that's what he spent his money on. Meanwhile, all the other players are driving around in Bentleys and going to actually going to parties four or five nights a week. So the moral of the story here is forget email marketing. Spend all your money on me and Ricky to make your life way better and you'll be Ronaldo when you're 36. It's basically what we're trying yeah, to say. But, but by yeah. spend all your money on Dan and Ricky, what we mean is move us into your house. Yes. Yes. Probably be a very wealthy individual with a very big house. Um, yeah. Like Ronaldo, like, can you think about Ronaldo's house, like twice that size. <laughs> um, give us more than we usually charge, you know, that's how it is. And uh, you two will look like Ronaldo. Yeah. I just think that's good. classy. Like, even at that age, he was thinking that. And you compare what Ronaldo looks like now compared to Rooney, and there, there's only I think, yeah. a year's difference in them. Would you, uh, would you compare, when you just compare Ronaldo in general to anyone else football-wise his age, it's kind of like, yeah, make, it shouldn't make sense. I know. I know. Did you see the the debate they were having last night, Carragher and Neville, uh, about no. the greatest player ever? It's worth a watch because they both, you know, they both, they obviously do it for TV, but they balance the argument quite well, the, both sides. The debate of who's the best, it's always, 
And it was, uh, I saw a video on Instagram about this the other day. They got like different players to say who it was best. And there was like, I think it was like Rio Ferdinand said Ronaldo. Pelly said Messi. Messi even. You know, like Paul Scholes say Ronaldo. It was very much United-based yeah. players will all say Ronaldo. Anyone who is a United player will say Messi. Yeah, I get it because there's always a certain amount of bias in it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, like, so, like, like um, this is this is something you, it's a bit like the Lampard Gerard conversation. Yeah. Like, they could could never play together. But, right, Ronaldo and Messi, I always think of it, you know, when you talk about world class, like a world class player, imagine yeah. planet Earth is going to play planet Mars. Yeah. What 11 players would you pick? Right. And it's very, very easy to say, well, you put Ronaldo and Messi in. But yeah. then, you, but the way I think is, well, if you look at the teams Ronaldo's played in and the teams Messi's played in, they actually play very different football. Yeah. And because I've grown up a Man United fan, the Premier League fan, I like the fast football. I don't like Spanish football. I don't like slow passing games. Mm. So I would obviously alt for Ronaldo. Yeah. It's Spanish football had better fear and figures for yeah. something like 20 years until the last 15 or the last five years. Um, better around the world. So a lot of people prefer that type of passing football. So you go for Messi. Yeah, yeah fair point. Like, it's it's one of those ones, like, everyone in the... I remember when PSG is my Messi, everyone was like, oh, Ronaldo's out of contract next season. They PSG going to sign him. That would have been like, immense. It would have been immense. But, like, you say that, it's kind of like they're too... When you have two people, it's kind of like when you have, like, listen, like, you have Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. <laughs> no matter what you fucking say, like, Mbappe and Neymar, they're good. They're very good, but yeah. they're not Messi. Jacking away. Mbappe and Neymar playing together. They're both not at the level that Ronaldo and Messi are at. You have to think, like, having two people of that, that level will either be the best thing ever or because if you have two people who are just, like, the best thing, who have always been the best player on their teams now playing together, together it's kind of like, will mm. that work or will it, will it be the best thing ever or will it be the worst thing ever for them? Jack and yeah. I, I feel it'll be one of those two. Jack and I. Right, fitness. Content creating, you create a lot of content. I do. Explain. I take pictures, I put on Instagram, and I tell everyone <laughs> I'm great. You don't do many reels. Uh, I've I've done no reels. I, I I very much like. I remember when when TikTok came out and when reels came out. I was very much as like, ah, I'm doing my thing. I'm going to leave it that. When in reality, I pretty sure I start should have started doing reels because reels are like immense for just. Yeah, I think following in that kind of way. Do, do, you know what? What's interesting about like your Instagram, your grid is you've you've obviously got the three columns. Yeah. It's, see the one on the left as it is now, where your videos and it's all neatly stacked like that. Yeah. What you could? I'm just watching your last one. Do you need a six pack? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> How long is that? Is it under a minute? A minute, yeah. Just make it a reel. Yeah. You could just upload that as a reel. And then, yeah. because what Instagram does is Instagram won't put this video in front of anybody else. They'll mm. only put this video in front of your followers. But if it was a reel, they'll put it in front of non-followers. So if I look Fair at if I look at my reels, I'll show you this. <laughs> so there's this really random body pump one that I did. Oh my God, it's you. And it put it in front of 3,000 people. Actually, no, that's not a bad shit. Not a bad shit at all, actually. And you've got all those videos, so it's not like you need to sit and create all these different reels. Yeah, 
and any of the any of the reels that are sorry any of those videos which are longer than a minute i think that's what a, a reel is yeah maximum a minute um just upload like 59 seconds of it and say to watch the rest of it and put yeah. the link or direct people to your wall is it 60 seconds uh, I know TikTok was, and now TikTok's up to three minutes. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30 seconds. Yeah. But what you can do in Reels is you can you can speed up the video. Uh-huh. So when you, you upload squeaky, the video, you squeaky high pit down. Yeah. Some would say better. Uh, um, what was else was I going to say? Oh, I've lost another hundred followers. Yes. You've lost another hundred followers. Yeah. So I was up at like sixteen thousand followers. And now yeah. I'm down to 13.9. You what say that again? I was up, up to 16K and now I'm down yeah. to 13.9 Um, because <laughs> so many of my followers were bots. So Instagram's just shutting down accounts. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Got it. That's quite sad. She, you still have 10K though. You still have got the, the swipey upy feature, which is, which is nice. I didn't have this luxury. Although I just like try hack this in my own way. You can anyone can swipe up to an IGTV video. So I think IGTV videos like to links because so if you make an IGTV for example, you can put a link in. Mm-hmm. So for example, I have an IGTV for my for my email list, right? Yeah. So I have that there. If they if you click the uh, the arrow top left, you can put a link there. Yep. And that link will have you sign on to my email list. Yeah. So if I go to my store, I'm like, oh, swipe up in the story. It'll bring you to the IGTV. And in that, I'll be like, yo, click the button there and you can subscribe to my emails and let people do it. Mm. I've packed the system. I don't need 10K followers. I need <laughs> Question, though. Question. You know when you're thumb rolling through Instagram or yes. perhaps TikTok yes. or even Facebook, how often do you swipe up on someone? It depends. It depends. It depends. It's why I don't really... If, I'm ever, like, if you ever see me do a direct swipe to an email list, I'm really not arsed because I know for well I'm, I'm like I'm just doing it because I'm thinking of getting something out there. If I'm do I'll do more so I'll be able to things for things that people think they're just getting the thing, but I'm actually getting their email address. So like mm, all yeah. these like ebooks I'm doing, for example, oh so Bob, give me your name, your email, so I know who you're sending it to. It's like no, so like so like when I put you in my email and I do a little star line F name line star, their email says your name instead of just fucking <laughs> a blank yeah. space. And it's it's all marketing. It's all everyone thinks I'm being really nice. I'm just trying to get your email address to sell to you. That's, that's all tell, it really is. Don't tell anyone. I mean, I mean, no, it's not. I uh, selling. Uh, selling uh. Imagine, so imagine trying to, to sell email marketing. We're back to email sell, marketing. Imagine trying to sell something to someone. Imagine being a prick, right? And this level of prick where you have a service that can like tremendously save someone's life and make someone a much happier person, but you charge for it. Uh. Mm. Imagine me that much of an arsehole, Ugh, especially during coronavirus times. Ugh. Sorry, I'm actually, I'm actually getting violently sick just thinking about it. Do you have a, a Facebook group? I do. For your clients? Do you use it much? Uh, I posted it like once a day, once every couple of days, yeah. Okay. So it's decent. Oh, it is very decent. But um, I know people who are doing like oh, group coaching, which I'm like, honestly the best thing ever. Where literally like it's a post in a Facebook group once a day and that's it. I'm like, oh, yeah. that sounds immense. That sounds good. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Oh no, I didn't like. I didn't like. It sounds good. I didn't like in terms of kind of like from a workload point of view. I'm kind of like. All right. Okay. Because, as in, don't be wrong. You can put like a great code, like give someone a program, and you're not kind of like a video on once a week. Like, you'd 100 have to make a good service from it. I'm like, it sounds like so little work for someone to try. I'm like, that sounds fucking lovely. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 
it's what you'll find yourself doing. So this is what I do with Project Me and historically with Jump is you you're, you you have a, a population of people who all essentially are there for the same reason. Sure. So you don't need to have 10 different conversations, sorry, 10 conversations, which are the same with these 10 people. This is how you work out your macros. This is your training plan to do. This is your morning routine or whatever it might be. You could just put a post in a group and that's how you create courses. Do you know, create yeah. a course, never create a course for everyone. Yeah. Create a, create a course for your, oh, here's here, for any person trainer, any coach listening, you know, your most successful client you know, when they started with you, create a course for that person, not the person they are now, create a course for that person and what you've done with them for, and for the last six months. So if you've worked for them for six months, have been really successful, well, imagine stack it into 12 weeks, something like that. And there's your course. I like it. And I then like sell it, it for 2,000 pounds. But if they buy before three o'clock, it's Selling. only 47 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> How could you sell a product, like now, Ricky? By the, by the way, naked man. <laughs> see, before we go on, um, I just I just want to insert an audio file here of uh, my mate Jen, who did this course, and she's going to let you all know how she found it. I thought the course was really good, and that was Jen. So, uh, <laughs> would you like to buy now for everyone listening to the podcast? Um, if you shake your phone right now, you'll be brought to my website, and you can um. You can book now for $47. But if it's after three o'clock, you can't. It's $2,000. See, that's where we did for Ricky. I would never charge for a course because selling is, it's snaky. You can't sell. I know. You can't sell. I know. <laughs> God, God, it's me <laughs> no, I was listening to a, a podcast the other day. I forget, I forget who it was. I think it was Paul Morton, James Smith, I think it was. And they were talking about kind of like programming and selling and this and that and how like, I remember starting a lockdown. People got really like, Especially coaching by, because I remember I felt the same. People felt a bit kind of snaky, like trying to sell to people at the start of lockdown one, because there was like, oh, lockdown, people losing jobs, and you the audacity to sell to someone. And everyone was like, oh, bollocks, shit, you're right. And then you're like, hang on a minute. No, no, no. They're going to enjoy this. They'll like this. Of course I'm going to sell yeah. to you. Fucking hell. So it's, a, it's an interesting one. But I think, I think it's very funny if people are kind of like, you know, we give out to you for like trying to sell that kind of stuff. It's kind of like, do you do your job for free, do you? No. Interesting, mm. that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, where is it? Fat loss. Yes. Outside of the sixteen-minute gym session. You can do that. <laughs> Discuss. No way. <laughs> um, Discuss. Well, <laughs> remove the gym. What else can you fucking do? Like, okay, cool. Let's talk about the basics of how an individual drops body fat. Okay, cool. We expend more calories than we take. I think, by the way, I think I'm the first person to ever say this in a podcast or on social media ever, how you actually use body fat. It's quite interesting. So you burn more calories than you eat day to day. It's crazy. And, and what um, would you call that concept? Um, some form of lack or a deficit, perhaps. Deficit. Energy, calories, a deficit of calories. lack of energy, a deficit of calories. Calorie, calorie deficit, maybe. Oh. I'm going to Google that. Calorie Google too. <laughs> anyway, so you take away, right? So you think of, you think of everything you're supposed to do. You, you, maybe you go to the gym three times a week. Cool, right? You, maybe you, you have a 10,000 step go a day. Account. Cool, happy days. You eat a certain amount of food. Job done. Sweet. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, now take away 
those three gym sessions, oh my God, what now? How am I going to lose body fat? That extra, like those like 300 calories a week, you've just stopped burning. Now what? Well, maybe, you know, probably more like the case is even by removing them, you'll still, if food is in the right place and activity levels are quite high, you'll still lose fat as it is. Or replace your gym session with being a little more active, doing an extra 2,000 steps a day, going yeah. for a swim, you know, doing something, going for a hike, doing something that's more, start gardening twice or three times a week. I don't fucking know. Do something that's a little more activity-based yeah. and you'd be good to go. Because I think everyone, everyone kind of pays too much, draws too much kind of emotion to the thing itself as opposed to the concept. It's kind of like, if you can just like, you know, if, you know, it's like if, if, I, if I want to fucking... I thought to make like a really crude example of this. I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, like if I want to lose body fat, like I can go to the gym five times a year, but if I don't enjoy it, fucking do something else. You know, as long as you're, when it's when the goal is fat loss, not putting on muscle mass, it's kind of like, yeah, cool. In theory, you don't have to need the gym for, on, for losing body fat. If you want to put on muscle, well, of course, like fucking, that's where you need mm-hmm. to be going to the gym and kind of training. It's kind of like when the goal is just fat loss, it's kind of like, well, think of things that expend calories. Nutrition stays the same and just focus on capitalizing on that. 100%. And it's that. If you know, if we take Jen here, who's about to do my course, if she has a sit down job, so she's sit down job nine to five, she spends an hour every day traveling to and from work. She's not a, a very active person, so that 60 minute gym session that Jen does actually doesn't make that much of a difference to her energy expender over the day because in that 60 minutes, I mean, she has to be working really, really hard to burn 500 calories in those yeah. 60 minutes and you compare that to someone compare that to um ben who's walks to work for an hour every morning in work you know let's say he, he's a coffee barista so he's serving tables all day he's walking around he's getting ten thousand steps just before his first break yeah. um and then he finishes work at six seven o'clock and he can't go to the gym because he's exhausted <laughs> his feet literally like hurt he can only go to the gym and do bicep curls yeah yeah and that's the thing is what people need to realize is that gym set most controversial statement and might take us a different direction most people don't work hard enough in the gym to qualify for any particular body shape change i agree it's kind of like i don't think even that to be even like straight talking about fat loss it's kind of like i don't think anyone really falls any, any kind of person just from a gym training working out point of view really falls into a category of your gym your just actual weightlifting gym sessions are having a, such an enormous effect on your fat loss i think anyone yeah. really falls in like unless unless you're fucking doing yeah. triathlons in the gym like when it comes to pure like an hour long weight training session no matter how intense your session is like i can guarantee it probably isn't doing very much extra benefit to a fat loss goal. It's more so like, mm. what are you in the other 20 hours a day from sleep, yeah. level, you sort of things that's actually having to be different. It'll complement physique. Don't be wrong, obviously, when you're putting on a bit of muscle, just that kind of way. Like, yes, the more intense your session is, the more light you are to kind of add more muscle yeah. to that's, that's fair. This is purely fat loss. No one really, no one really falls in that category if my that's gym is having that and, big effect on it. And one gym session, like, doesn't make any difference. It's, it, it's a complete compound effect of several gym sessions and, and several. Yeah. And a little bit of chat here, just like back to Ronaldo, is if you if you think about Ronaldo's last seven, eight days, mm. and then every other Man United footballers for the last seven, eight days, and then every footballer's program generally, they train for, they do an hour on the pitch every day and probably another 30, 40 minutes in the gym 
every day. And then at least once a week, the likes of Ronaldo were doing it twice a week. They're playing at as high intensity as they can for an hour and a half. And that's not counting their warm up. Yeah. Plus these guys and girls are, I'm just talking about elite athletes, you know, they're actually eating to support what they're doing training wise. That and then you know we get the likes of Jen and Ben who are <laughs> going to work with a pop tart, having a cup yeah. of coffee and a sausage roll at half ten. Their lunch is a cheesy chip. Um, they go to the gym on the way home from work and do thirty minutes on the cross trainer. And then they do you know a thirty minute, a thirty minute a thirty minute weights class, or hit workout, or body pump, or Zumba, or CrossFit. And wonder why they're never changing shape. It's kind of like when you use the same Velcro strap and wonder why your light doesn't stick to the wall anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. stand and all as well. Like, you should just drill in like a stand into your wall in front of you and just pop it on top of that. Well, it, or, it, was, it was fine up there until like last week. So just get Lindsay in and be like, Lindsay, hold this for the next hour. Like, why? <laughs> I've been able to start out. I've been to a lot of weddings over the last week. You've which? I've been to a lot of weddings over the last week. I've seen so. that. I saw that. Well, I, I was very disappointed to see um, Causeway not get a little suit for himself. I thought he should have had a suit. <laughs> I think that should be a thing. All right. Um, what are you up to the rest of the day? Uh, I am back to email marketing. I've sent an email after this. <laughs> um, I on. Uh, I'm going to train. And then I think I'm going to swim at half seven slash eight. And I'll be done for the day. How about you? What's, what's I am taking Causeway out for a walk at four. We're currently doing a bit of a Wednesday's podcast going out, going out next week. This week, we're doing a top secret project for oh. Edinburgh Uni. So we're streaming classes from our living room again. Do you remember we all did that last year? Well, we're back I didn't. doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. So streaming class at five, which I'm going to life hack. I'm going to use Vaughn class technically as my warm up. And then I'm going to go and train legs. I'm enjoying training legs. You know what I did last week, Dan, for the first time ever? Train legs. Train calves. I used a hack squat. Nice. Never used a hack squat before in my life. Ooh, I, I, I really, really like that. Because it's, yeah, like, it's like doing a squat only yet actually works your legs. A squat doesn't really work your legs. A squat just oh, no. hurts your body. A squat? There's very minimal for your quads and glutes, but we'll just bro. It's kind of like this is how much it does yeah. to your quads and glutes from a growth point of view, but this is how much it does from a frying your CNS point of view. It's kind of yes. like yes. it's really not worth it. Like, let me wrong, when you ask it properly, it'll like fry CNS that much as well, but it'll work your quads that much as well. Oh, so it's kind of not worth it. Yeah, oh. Mate, dri- driving home was you know, I could feel my quads twitching. Like, barbell work is just overrated, barbells are just dumb. Bicep, unless unless you're doing like listen, you can't clean and press a machine. That's fine. If you're doing clean and press, barbells are cool. But like when you're talking about like chest press, this and that, like deadlifts, RDLs, fucking cool. Stick with a barbell. Like for for squat variation, for a chest work, for a back exercise, mm. overrated. Could do better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Those depend what you're doing. I mean, like if but you're trying to no, you're trying to burn no. maximum calories, you're going to burn. Well, it depends on your intensity. You're going to do a blanket statement. You will burn more calories doing a squat than you will in a hack squat. But then let me yes. let me just let me just fucking pull an Uno reverse card out here. If you have a client coming to you 
based on our previous conversation, he's like, I want to burn more calories in for fat loss. You know, you're like, stop worrying about the gym because that's fucking silly. Boom. I've just, I've just, I've just debunked what you said there because well, you did, but I will cast your mind back. Let's just say a blanket statement here. You will Shut up with your more- blanket statements. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, you're wrong. Dan, I, Dan wins. I did, pre- I did pre-qualify my bullshit. Yeah. As long as you can pre-qualify your bullshit, that's fine. <laughs> I, I choose not to hear. I've decided I'm correct. I'm, I'm, I win this conversation. Um, and then Man United are playing early tonight, aren't they? Is it tonight? Is it? Oh, shit, it's Chavity, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to smash young boys tonight. Quarter to six. That is. Yeah. 5.45, Champions League round one. Uh, it's a Swiss team called Young Boys. Against I, have very mature, I have a very mature mind, don't I? I don't know. I was looking down at my phone. I was being very rude. Just looking at the... I'm not uh, sure what happened there. Let's see. Do you reckon yeah, that'll be the bit of the podcast, a clip? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo and Pogba smash Young Boys. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yes, of course. What yeah. Oh, okay. I will edit that bit out. Uh, fair, fair point. <laughs> will it be the clip? No, I'll just edit it all. I will fucking out. Uh, I did a podcast with Caitlin during the week, and um, I it was the first it. time I, I ever did a podcast where I actually had to edit something out. As in, like, I've never done a podcast where I've actually had to edit someone speak something out. I said, I had to start a podcast. She was like, I'm going to ruin your career. I was like, no, I'd be fine. It was me who said something that could end my own career. So I edited something a little bit. I don't think anyone, it was like half a second I edited it out, but it very much saved my life. So these were we funny. These were funny to listen to. It was good. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now we were very stuck for time. Um, I think we were going to the cinema. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get her back on. We'll chat more shit. Have a little more. Yeah. more you didn't mention me. I'll just uh, we'll point out. Oh well, I I told her about your comment the other day about Canva, and she was like, "Fucking hell, I'm not gonna fucking have any of that now." So I think we should. I think we have like like a round table discussion. I'll be the host. I have Ricky on one side, Kate on the other side. Discuss Canva, and uh, yeah, I think it'll be. I think see, it'll be a great debate because it'll just be you taking the piss. Yeah. And her getting really pissed off and you fully knowing that and it's taking more yeah, piss. I was about to say, I have no strong feelings either yeah. for <laughs> or against Canva. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, uh, does, she, but, uh, does, does she hate Canva? Or so does she just hate people who sell on Canva? Both. So basically Canva, like when you're a graphic designer, what Canva does, it's very much like when you actually look at like what Canva does compared to like what an actual graphic designer would use, it's shocking. And then she showed me this and I was like, actually, Joe, you know Canva, like for an actual graphic design yeah. point of view, like it's shocking. But then it's kind of like, when you look at what people are doing with it, it's become a very easy platform for people to like make their own stuff. When like a graphic designer looks at like a graphic designer looks at anything we're putting out, and we're like, that actually looks like shit. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. And her whole thing about a graphic design course wasn't speaking about Jay Alden. We're talking about someone else we know who has no business doing something like that. And she was like, the things they're saying about certain things actually don't make sense. They're actually not things. And she was like, "That's not okay." And uh, it was basically like, it was basically like, it, it's, it's like someone from Jersey Shore putting out, like, Jordy Shore putting out, uh, uh, I don't know, putting out like a a, a, a fucking five day program that they made themselves because they have a, they have a big arse. It's kind of like, yeah, well, the, no place to do this. I, I was actually thinking of that during um during that podcast because Caitlin was obviously getting triggered by it, and so it was kind of like, well, welcome to the world of being a credible, reputable personal trainer. Yeah where you've worked your ass off for whatever reputation you might have and then somebody who happens to have a hundred thousand followers on instagram 
suddenly sells a squat program to that's what I mean. And that's what we said in the in the podcast itself. It's very much a case of like one day a certain amount one day a certain it's like it's like you can have someone you can have like 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 from a from a weightlifting point of view, in reality everything works. You know, just if my genetic potential is better than yours, we could do the exact same program, I'll get miles bigger. So everyone think mm-hmm. what I do works. I could love drop sets and supersets. Um, but really, if I didn't do them, I'd probably grow just as much. So yeah, kind of yeah. like if someone with a big enough following, with a big enough fucking set of arms, whatever puts out a program That's without it. much following, it's kind of like I'll do it. So like a following is currency. Um, yeah. Is it Jay Alderton doing this for his daughter? I think it is. Oh. Jay Alderton's created a Instagram account for his daughter. She's like five, She's like five six. six yeah, yeah. Yeah. He obviously controls it. Has full control over it. Yeah. Um, not like Britney Spears. That. Yeah, not, not like that. Um, but he's building her a following, and he's not just telling his hundred thousand followers to go and follow his daughter because that would yeah. be weird, and yeah. that's not correct currency. He's building her a following because when she turns eighteen, it's like a trust fund. Yeah, he, he will give. You know what? You know a lot of things parents do is you know eighteen. There's this bank account, there's ten grand in it. Well, he hopes whenever his daughter's eighteen, he'll give her full admin access to the account, and there'll be ten thousand followers. That's fucking brilliant, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. And That's like I, genius. And I me or you can't go and follow her page. We would have to request and he'll vet everyone, obviously, for obvious reasons, because he's like he's a really, really smart switched on dude. Um, even if he was selling a candle course, like I have a lot of respect for. But that no, you're dead, you know, like you're dead, right? Like it make, it makes sense, but it's like it's such a genius thing to do. Because it's kind of like Yeah. Even but even if like Instagram dies out and this new fucking thing comes up. Put a post on that page. Go follow mm. my thing again, and just starts all over again there. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like holy shit. Like it probably be, probably benefit them to for that to happen because it's kind of like if they already have a big following and a new social media comes up, like they have the buzz of initial followers they already have, but also the buzz of new followers from that kind yeah. of platform. Kind of like yeah. it's, it's a win-win situation either way. Followers are is, is a bit. Followers are a bit like Bitcoin. Once you take away the human side of them, because followers are currency and Bitcoin is currency. But yeah. both of them is just a number on a screen. Yeah. That makes sense. And like, not that you can, well, you can buy followers, but I can't buy your followers. So yeah. I can't buy a hundred of your followers to come across to my account. So yeah. they, they, I do get what they're saying is like, if, you know, for any parents listening out there, if you think social media, you don't want your children on social media, you're probably doing them more harm than good because by yeah. the time, in 10 years time when they turn 18 the world's going to look so different and we're going to be the ones saying back in my day back in my day all we had was facebook and now you've got this crypto chat it, but like, it's, a, it's like it's like best case scenario she fucking having a dad like jalen like will be a very entrepreneurial kind of person and fucking have a massive following if not she has a massive following for a page put a picture of her and a yeah. dog and gets mad get mad gets mad amount of likes it's exactly. a win-win either way to be honest Exactly. Like I, I'm, I wish oh. my mum had done that for me. So, because when I was 18 and she could have given me 10,000 followers, when I would turn 18, she, she'd just give me 100 grand. You know, I just I wish I had the followers. I wish I would. Oh. I'm joking, but. Yeah, no, I, 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 I gather. Oh, what did I get when I was 18? Criminal oh, yeah. record? Pardon? A criminal record? Criminal record? Uh, no, that was, that was years beforehand. That was, that, that's for another day. Oh, oh if it was years beforehand, it doesn't count. Oh, fair point. I, uh, <laughs> uh, that's an that's for another podcast. We leave it on. Ooh, ooh. Um, and that will be in part, rest, by the way. That will be in part seventeen of the Ricky and Dan podcast. 
I like it. That's, Mate, yeah. love having you on. I'm going to put all your links. Stan Reese, coached by Dan. I'll even put an episode of your podcast on as well. Um, imagine your 24-year-old self was listening to this podcast. What would you tell him? Will I tell him or will he tell me? What, I tell what would you tell your 24-year-old self? Because he's listening with us right now. Um, what would I tell myself? Oh, yeah. Um, wait, me telling my 24-year-old no, self? Well, I'd I say, suppose for you, like your 16-year-old self, because you're like you're, you're like 24 now. So what would you tell your 16-year-old self? What would I tell my 16-year-old self? Okay, I'd say um, probably don't spend as much money on shoes um because i'm very I'm, I'm kind of like ant with shoes i'm not ant with shoes now but like i've no want to buy more which is the first time in a long time it's ever happened so i'm, I'm loving that now i probably say don't buy as many shoes as you did i probably put money elsewhere um what else would i've done um learn how to use excel because i feel like programming with excel is immensely easier than what i'm doing right now so 100%. Do that. but yeah uh, nothing deeper um, metaphorical yeah. I tell myself um, buy less shoes and learn how to use Excel yeah in fact um, if yeah. Dan's 16 year old self does happen to listen to this what you should do is create an Excel sheet and create your shoe account on that I like it on that note I'm going to do that right now <laughs> Listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.